0: This episode of Roderick on the Line is sponsored by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For your free trial, plus 10% off anything you buy, visit squarespace.com and use the offer code supertrain at checkout. A better web starts with your website. Hello. Hey, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Good. How are you going? I'm going. It's early. It's pretty early. It's early.
1: Pretty early, but uh, but you know, I I'm living a new way. I've got a new, a whole new life. So I'm, I feel like this isn't even early for me anymore. Wow. Uh, is
0: this something just,
1: you could talk about? It's just like, come on, bring it. You know, really, I'm, tar- I'm tired of being on the wrong side of history. Oh, just like up, up and going and just living and you're you know?
0: you're achieving uh yeah oh yeah <laughs> are you just dodging bullets
1: yeah no i'm no i'm definitely not just putting out fires i am living in the now and in the past and in the future <laughs>
0: oh wow
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah Wow, is uh, is it anything in particular that's that's led to this change? Is just your, your schedule's gotten busy?
1: No, it's just you know what it was. It was just that I decided, um, I decided that every single book and pamphlet and website link that I had ever been given to a life improvement style uh, philosophy. I was just gonna. I was gonna sit down over the course of a weekend. I was just gonna digest it all and
0: implement it. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna let that stuff pile up, it's like the old, like old New York Times or something. You just want to really sit down and just really get
1: through them. Yeah, well, and the thing is, a lot of the words are the same mm-hmm. between uh, between philosophy. So I was able to kind of go through and, you know, kind of like when you originally learned to do fractions, you know, you kind of cross off these these. Sort of similar words, yeah. You know, like when you're doing long
0: division, you know, I still do stuff when I'm doing long division that I learned in third grade, and I, I probably don't need to, but I feel like I'm doing better division if I show my work.
1: I feel that way too uh, uh, with a lot of stuff. Although times tables, I'm very proud of having memorized my times tables a long time ago, and so you know, I you'll you'll never catch me rolling my eyes up to to remember my times tables. Six times seven. Uh, six times seven is forty two <laughs> oh! I, I, uh, I i make a uh, you know like there's a uh, and actually six times seven was a very important um equation if you if you took me. those what what would that
0: be oh, What would it be one hundred Different multiplication problems that create the times tables, right? So that 100. So you figure you get, you know, if you look at like one times two and two times two in those, those are at the very far left end of the curve. Mm -hmm. Six times seven, there was a very long tail. Seven times eight and six times seven both took me, those are like the last two that I learned. I found them incredibly difficult.
1: Well, and so this is why why six times seven was so important to me because six times seven was the first one I learned. Oh. Because I, because 42 is such a nice number. Mm-hmm. And six times seven seems to be, an, you know, six times seven just seems to produce nothing, right? I mean, it's just like six is there, but seven is a weird number. What Let's would you just, ever
0: want to multiply in that way? Like seven half dozens of eggs? It seems pretty random.
1: Yeah, but that, you know, that happens. Like, okay, well, how many are in a bushel? Uh, six of them. All right. So how many do we have? Seven of them. You know, like I, I find myself doing that all the time. Sure. Uh But six times seven was uh, such an ungainly and awkward equation, produced such a beautiful number, 42, that it stood out in my head. And so it was like, it was the linchpin. It was the capstone of my whole, well, no, that's the wrong way. Uh, it shouldn't be a capstone. Is it your gateway drug? Capstone is the first one you. There's the last one you is put it a key, in. There. It's not a keystone then. I, no, it's not a keystone. I guess it would be a cornerstone because I would. Then I could work. It's <laughs> a metaphor work, rock. I could work either direction from from 42, right? It, because I knew six times seven. So if you say you know seven times eight, I know like I can work from 42. Mm-hmm. I work from 42 in either direction, and it helped me. It helped me. You know, memorize that. It was that an, an arithmetical
0: stake in the ground. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Right. Six times seven. And so, did you? <sighs> you had all of this stuff. Some of it was electronic. I'm guessing a lot of it was things you've printed out, probably since the early 2000s. Things about uh, leadership, inspiration, yeah. self-improvement. People printed
1: stuff out for me. People, people. Uh, I don't. I don't typically print stuff out, even when I'm asked to print stuff out. Yeah. Uh, because you're, pe- you're considering the environment. Well, yeah, and I also it just seems like printers, really, fax <laughs> machines god on, seriously? are we still i remember when printers were described as being on the way out currently obsolete in what was that
0: probably 1990 90? Yeah. 90 yeah because the laser rider when the laser rider came out with the mac and you could have like a mac se30 and a laser rider and you could make a production quality publication that was life-changing but it wasn't long before people going you know maybe we don't need all this production yeah. Seems like we make a lot of paper. Do you remember that Have you ever worked in an office where you would just get everybody in the office got the same like 30 sheets of paper every day? That's, I used to work
1: crazy at, at Piper Jaffrey, which was a <gasps> wow. investment company. Yeah. Oh, and and they had like a whole floor of paper, did you say? Multiple floors. They had they, they and they they had they um their office was in a building in downtown Seattle that was designed by the same guy who designed the World Trade Center. And it was like a proto-World Trade Center. This building was built in the, in the mid-60s. And it's a much smaller sort of, you know, uh, like archetype of that style of concrete construction. And if you look at it, knowing that it was designed by the same guy, it kind of takes your breath away. You're like, oh my God, it is sort of like a little World Trade Center. Hmm. And the top three floors of this building, which should be the most expensive offices in it and could be some of the nicest offices in downtown Seattle are uh, like the windows are papered over and it's just full of boxes of papers of long ago business transactions. But, but like the whole, the whole reason we were encouraged to start using computers was that they were going to do away with paper and yeah. now I get I get five emails a week from people saying, Well, we'll print this out, fill it out, then fax it back. Oh to my me. god, John. It's like, go uh. die. Go die. I would rather not do the job. I would rather not do I would not rather not get paid the money. Well, than well let's ever. say what it is.
0: It's how anytime there's a relationship that will involve money, you're gonna have to send almost always I can especially with large large institutes institutions and organizations you almost always have to send them like three pieces of paper mm-hmm. always but you know what's weird though is if I think back to that time and I was working in an office I was making um mostly uh, by the time I was well in the mi- early to mid 90s I was making a lot of courtroom exhibits that we would print out sometimes oh. on a very costly color printer mm-hmm. but but the the truth was like nothing felt real like nobody could relax until it had printed out in multiple copies you know, it wasn't real yet. It hadn't it wasn't a thing. It was didn't matter that we were doing uh, I'd set up, you know, automated backups and stuff like that. It didn't matter. It didn't exist until it was something you could put in a FedEx envelope.
1: Well, and as you know, I mean it's a cliche to say, but as I was going through my dad's papers, probably a refrigerator box full of paper <laughs> That what that had receipt the, receipt school photo no no at, at the top at the well that sure but then at the top you know the kind of gibberish uh, that 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 used to be at the top of every email you printed out and then it would be like hi honey how are you I've just been thinking about you okay write me when you can and he's like printing out emails not just the emails that he receives but like also printing out his part of the email like. And, you know, in emails, he'd get back, like, everything's good, Dad. Talk to you soon. It's just like, wow, you're printing these out. And partly it's he's printing it out because uh, he wants to have a record. But I, I think a big part of it was it wasn't real. It wasn't real until, I mean, he'd look at it on the computer screen, and he'd be like, what? Well,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but I think for a lot of people, I, when I was working at a .com. I told you the story about our CTO there who... Hmm thought that I should invent email attachments because that would be a neat idea. Mm -hmm. He was completely backward. He knew nothing. He didn't know the scroll wheel on his mouse confused him. I've told you about this guy. And Uh he basically, I think his workflow was a common workflow in the late 90s, which was the same way that today we would read email and you might flag it or you might, if you're me, you turn that into like an action somewhere else. That's a that's a tip. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything you printed out, was something that you either had to read or you had to do something about, and that's the way you did your email. Anytime you got to, for old people, when you got to an email, you actually had to do something about it, you printed it out. Printed it out. Otherwise, it wasn't real. Right. Didn't you post a thing, didn't you post a, I might be misremembering this, but did you post something, was your dad's letter to the car dealership about his last payment on a car?
1: Oh, I don't think that was me. Is that you? No, I think that might have been, maybe that was Dan Benjamin.
0: Could be I like when mm, mm. I like when people post those kinds of things.
1: I love that ephemera, but yeah. um I have a lot of that stuff but but you know I, I think a lot of my dad's correspondence is still. Uh, protected under some sort of uh, lawyer-client privilege. I imagine whatever.
0: under various transit laws,
1: <laughs> intelligence. But I'm telling you, I've decided to adopt all principles of self-improvement. I'm so excited to hear about this. Yeah, and one of them is just like, I just woke up at the crack of dawn this morning. I uh, I made a blender of raw eggs. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Yeah, then I ran uh, around Lake Washington. You ran up to that museum in Philadelphia. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Pumped my fist in the air, and then I started immediately uh, writing uh, the best work of my life. And all it took was that one weekend of reviewing those materials. Yeah, and now here I am at a time that formerly would have been pretty daunting to me. I've already done so much today. I'm, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about getting married. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, you know, I'm not not just thinking about it, but I think I'm over the hump on it. <laughs> I feel like. Do you have anybody in mind? Uh, I, you know, I read a lot of a lot of stuff that said that married people are happier. Yes, and so you, you know, you live longer, John, if you're married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll so ta- that you'll seemed, take fewer risks. Seemed like a thing that had you know, up until just a, just a little while ago, I, uh, I I was pretty anti-marriage, but now I'm. <laughs> I'm reevaluating. This is I'm the reevaluating beauty.
0: a lot. I, I would love to hear about all of this. Seeing all of that at one time in one place lets a lot of that deep data really sink in. Yeah. Whereas if you're eating it you know, piecemeal throughout the month, just a little nibble here, nibble there. But you you really sat down. You're, you're an information
1: trencherman. You sat I, down and said, Love reign over me. Tell me, what should I do? That's right. I went into the tank. Mm. I went into the tank and, uh, and now the formaldehyde of self knowledge. Has permeated all my cells. Wow! So you're getting up
0: early. You might get married. Mm -hmm. You're gonna. Here's here's the problem.
1: Here's the problem. A lot of these books lead me to the inescapable conclusion that I need to log off.
0: Oh, you mean the internet? I need to log off the internet because of productivity.
1: Well, because of productivity and because of spiritual. Cleanliness, Mm. you know, it's not just enough to not read the comment section because the internet has become a comment section. The entire (laughs) internet is. And so to avoid the comments page, you have to avoid everything. Mm. I mean, I remember just it was not a couple of years ago that I felt like a genius because I was getting my news from Twitter. And it was a thousand times better than getting my news from the news but now twitter is the news yeah it's the same news and you feel the same bad way and yet you're it's like it's like the new it's like like i've reverted all the way back to that era when people couldn't take their eyes off of cnn oh yeah
0: and it's remember, like remember when headline news i remember i was living with my uh, my horrible stepfather when headline news got popular and he would just leave he would sit there in a chair and
1: watch the 30 minute Huh? And it would cycle and cycle all day long. <laughs> yeah, and every 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 half hour they would add one little new, not even a new bit, but like sometimes just a word to mm-hmm. the scroll. That one word would change. Like instead of pending, it would say, uh, you know, uh, it would say something else
0: yeah no like i'm not that i'm not that awake it's a pretty long time ago also no but you but you're right and um and now i mean you still see that today
1: you go to an airport it's just wall-to-wall cnn there it is i don't know who that's
0: for i really don't know who that's for
1: well but uh, unfortunately now twitter has become this like whatever the whatever the news it is that twitter has decided is the important news which sometimes twitter still is very proud of itself when what it decides is the news is not the same as what CNN decides is the news. Sometimes it does a pretty good job. And it does an amazing job. Especially at first. Except now it's doing an amazing job, and I am back as a person watching the freaking news, which is not a person I want to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want to follow the news closely. Following the news closely does not produce happiness, happiness or productivity. Is that was that in your papers, John? The things you you read that? Sure was. not Some of these things predate Twitter, but they were telling mm-hmm. me stuff about the news that I had to reflect and realize that it applies now. It, the 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 magnetism of constant news updates seems to uh, be inescapable for for anything. You know, remember like Oh, there was such promise on the internet. God, it had such promise, yeah, or it's going to be analysis, and there is you know that's still Twitter is better because you get a you get a hundred voices and you can put together an analysis that but but still the cult is chase the news, chase the updates, and i it's it it just. It's just not good, for, it's not good for a person. It's not good for one.
0: I can't tell how serious you're being, so I'm going to act like you're being a little bit serious. I, 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 um, I used to have a habit. This is a terrific example of life hacks gone awry. One of the things that I would do probably starting in the early 2000s, whatever the point was that you could have tabs, um, I had a tab set where with one like, command click, it would open like six different news sites in a window. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. I just, you know, scroll through each one and look at all of them. But it's it's so strange how that one, all it took to create six tabs of information was me hitting the little, you know, splat key and clicking. Right. And I could have 35 minutes of sadness and irresolution <laughs> in my life.
1: <laughs> that, would,
0: that would only be slaked by going back a few minutes later and doing exactly the same
1: thing again. Yeah. Not unlike my email inbox, but that's a different show. I feel like if... If all the news I got was delivered once a month in a brown package wrapped with white string, along with some other staples like, like some, eggs and milk, some <laughs> eggs and milk, some lard. Oh, God, I love that service. <laughs> eggs, milk, lard, salt. A Is rasher the, you know, of bacon. And, the, the, and office the, supply, the office and supply actually, store should
0: rebrand as Staples. Staples. We bring you absolutely the basic shit you need once a month. They
1: should just, Staples should just start calling themselves Staples <laughs> and actually sell Staples. And when you not, go in there and say, What's up with the news? They say, mm, It's actually not that much new. Just get back to work. <laughs> you know what they could do? They could wrap the lard and sugar and bacon and coffee in the news. You read the wrapper. Yeah, like, like a Zuka Joe. You get there, you open it up. You're, you're you're putting your stuff in your in your like the dugout cooler underneath <laughs> your cabin, and then you're like, oh, look at this! Holy cow, the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor, and that is about as current as you you need to be. You know, every two weeks, every month, if you just got a roundup of the news, and you'd be like, oh, hmm, all right, well, it seems like everything's just about the same. I mean, is any is there any news out of Gaza in the last? Three months that couldn't have come out of Gaza in 1972. Like, it, yeah. I could just be reading, I could be reading the newspapers from the Nixon administration. But you want to keep your anger fresh. I so don't. I'm so, <laughs> I want my anger to be so stale. I want it to be the stalest thing in my cupboard. Oh, man. And yet I'm, I'm stoking it all the time. And not only am I stoking the anger, but I'm stoking like this, um, you know, I'm stoking like confusing emotions in me. Right. Where where it's like oh there's so many opinions. It's not healthy to see that many opinions, I guess is what it is. You know, we we like to think oh the more opinions you get the more you know, the more well-rounded your eventual take on things will be. But in fact, like the more polemical opinions you read, the more it feels like, well, all opinions are equally dumb. All opinions are equally unfounded.
0: And and maybe um, partly also uh, they're ultimately somewhat recently updated. It's not an an opinion of five years. Oh, right. It's an opinion on this one or two degree change in something hopeless, not hopeless, but something that's really awful that I can't personally do very much about today. But me getting that, you know, it also has this self-selecting bias of making you more and more, even I think unconsciously, seek out the little sub-tunnel that goes to the stuff that you agree with mm-hmm. or that mm-hmm. makes you
1: feel angry in the way that makes you happy. Well, and th- this is the thing. I mean, how do you feel about killing babies? Well, the ones that deserve it or the, the white see, ones? The, see, there you go. That's a, You've just opened up a can of worms that I, I that I set there on purpose. Yeah. That, and I and I had and the can of worms said Merlin, do not open. And you opened it immediately. I did. You know which, what? I didn't even read the label. Which babies? Ah, uh. I mean, good babies, bad babies. But the, but the but the whole but the concept of killing babies is such like a universal galvanizing flaming sword, and it fits into a tweet so well. Killing babies is bad. Send and. You know, I look out the window, I look out the window and I scan across the city and I think about all the dead babies through history. So many dead babies. Really, really? like, you know, pallets of them. Oh god. And you go, is that really a thing that I want to that I uh, that I'm going to like that I'm going to uh, have motivate me in a, in a day like to prevent it, to think about it at all? Uh, and not, not, to say, not to say that to avoid thinking about Ryan. it is good but just like
0: yeah I, I think uh, yeah, I'm going to get you off dead babies for a second <laughs> thank um, you, I, thank uh, you. I, I, I remember feeling this feeling when I had been away and on my own and fancy for a while and then you go spend some time with your relatives well you, and, were a fan. Well, you know and you get to you go and you read, read books and you look at Harper's <laughs> and stuff and think you got sure. it going on but I just I, you know it always whenever I would go back home and I, I don't mean to make people sound provincial and i'm fancy but it always really struck me um how much and I, this is this is so not part of my universe but i think it's a lot a lot of people's universe like watching the local news at night it's something like all old people did when i was a kid it was something my family did you'd always watch the local news then you watch the national news sure. and now today like i kind of can't even fathom having been out of that particular palette of babies for a while going back to it and just seeing like how how awful on every level, the reporting is not only awful in terms of the subject matter, but also how it's presented and how, how narrowly it's presented. And basically, if you got your impression about life from watching your own local news – you would understand that there's a fifty percent chance of rain, and society's falling apart. Yeah. Like every, right. every night, all you get is this new thing about like the you know you get a really clouded idea of how often a given thing happens. And let's be honest, you could keep seeing the same mugshot of black guys who supposedly stabbed somebody
1: or whatever, like or, you, or, over and or, or over. A, a, a young person in a in a in a parka standing in a dark parking lot with a microphone, telling you about an apartment fire where like four grandmothers and a cat died. And it's like that is not essential information. It it just stokes a thing in me. It it is it is meant to stoke a thing in us that uh, that you know where we feel on the verge of catastrophe at all times. Oh God, yes. I do not want to know about the latest apartment fire. I just don't need to. And and as an empathetic person, I need to. I need to make sure that the empathy is is channeled in the right direction. You know what I mean? Like that is just what that is doing is it's it's opening the spigot on, on my um, on my empathy maple, mm. and it's letting the empathy syrup drip drip co- drip 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 onto the forest floor, and Where it not, does nothing. I am not collecting it in a bucket, and I am not making. And I'm not putting it over delicious pancakes. I'm just dripping <laughs> my empathy syrup on the forest floor. It's not It's not what I want. Anyway, so I am worried. I'm very worried. But I'm worried that all of the, all of the self-help man- manuals that I have digested in the last uh, weekend point to the inescapable conclusion that maybe the best thing, best practices are to For someone like me, uh, it's to log off. Mm -hmm. And if I were someone who was not given to abuse of substances, maybe I could be someone who did not abuse the internet substance. Oh, yeah. But I am a substance abuser, and the internet is another thing that I can't... You know, because I've been lately, I've been asking myself the question. I'm sitting there, I'm staring at my phone. The world is going by. My, you know, my child is growing up. Uh, the the water is boiling over on the stove, and I'm staring at my phone. And there's a voice in my head that's conscious of it, and is saying, "Look at you, look at you. You're sitting here staring at your phone. You know, things are going awry." And the other the other voice, the retorting voice, says. Well, what would you have me do? Not look at my phone? That seems irresponsible. <laughs> and right. And and I don't have an answer for it. Like if you are if if I'm living in this in this world where I am a where I'm a part of social media where I where I perceive that that's important to my career or important to my self-expression or my sense of, of, of belonging. Then yeah, what would you have me do? Not look at my phone? I, I it's impossible. And so I had to go I had to go a step back and say like, well, what has Facebook done for me lately? And that, oof. Mm. I didn't have an answer, Merlin. Mhm. What has Facebook done for you lately? You don't even go on there. <clears throat> I deactivated my account a few years ago. And so what so what do you think? Do you tell me? What yeah. do you think would happen to me if I stopped going on Twitter? Just stopped.
0: Oh, I mean, it's, it's as we record this, it's a Monday. I know you've had a lot of, uh, of knowledge come at you in been, the last... Are you, are you really, are you really long, up for
1: this? All weekend long, I've been reading, 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 and I, my brain is open. <laughs> yeah. My synapses are open. Mm. I want some of that patented hot dogs ladies, mm. computer-thinky wisdom. Yes,
0: yes, fecundity. Think
1: Culture-thinky wisdom.
0: That's, that's what I do. I know. Um, I relish these talks. um, Well, uh, I got a couple thoughts. You know, know, one thing I want to toss
1: out, you used to work at a newsstand. I heard in a recent interview you worked there for three years, did you say? Maybe longer. It was the longest. My newsstand job was the longest job I ever had. But, you know, back in those
0: days or even today, you ever pick up a copy of The Economist?
1: I used to subscribe to The Economist. Now,
0: I'm not here – now, I understand even mentioning the name of a magazine, we're going to get into bias or whatever. But, you know, whenever people, you know, preach or advise at me about the importance of staying informed via – you know forcing a fire hose into your mouth for eighteen hours a day <laughs> i'm I'm always tempted to say you know what when in the past when is when I felt like I wanted to stay informed uh, one of the best things I think a person can do this is not necessarily for you, but this has helped me is to do exactly what you're saying, which is to spend less time seeking out news sources that are basically about what's changed in the last twelve hours mm-hmm. um and I don't know. I think is he, real old guy thinking, I guess, but gets find a source that you like. One reason I like The Economist is that you can go through and you can read. We've probably talked about this. You can go yeah. through and read those first, whatever, half dozen pages, which has like a paragraph or two about what's happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. And you should – I think what you might want to do, person, is Economist.
1: The Economist is very Tory. But – They're very pro-capitalist.
0: But with that said, it's—I mean, you know—the thing is, you could also pick out which of like, do you read? Do you read five different encyclopedias? Well, no, you read an encyclopedia (laughs) enough to know what to look at next. Right. So whatever one's given source is, the reason I like that though is it is a way of going in and saying, "Wow, I didn't even know the name of this country in Africa, and they're having a problem down there." That's something I didn't hear about with the fire hose I had jammed in my mouth.
1: Well, right. That's and that and and uh, and the Economist is great for that because they treat like. They do talk about the world,
0: but the reason I—it's it's quickie. The only reason I mentioned that, though, is that I, I and. I'll take out my long knives. The people who are okay with unintentionally or unconsciously spending three to six hours a day consuming what's changed in news in the last few minutes or hours, I wonder if they could find the time to sit down once a week and read all the way through <laughs> even just that digest of yeah. information. Because that, that's a real test. If you really care that much about what's going on in the world, why don't you sit down like a gentleman and find out what's <laughs> actually going on in the world? Yeah. Um, and, and that's not the only thing to do, but I think that's a good place to start. Cause now if you go and follow all of that stuff, that's what, that's what smart people do is they, they look at different sources, but they also try to get a, at least a gloss on what's happening all over the place.
1: Yeah. That's what smart people did.
0: Well, you look at, uh, you know, look at, uh, look at even, uh, Clemenza.
1: Clemenza knew Hitler was a problem years before anybody else did. You know what? Clemenza had, a, you know, Clem- listen, if you're going to need to make sauce mm-hmm. for a bunch of guys... What are you going to do? You got a little meatball? Yeah. You know, some tomatoes? You don't want the stick. You know, but just pay attention.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I struggle with it because I've gone back and forth with, you know, in my vocation and my personal stuff. I was struggling with what you're saying. And there's a, there's a school of thought that's all about unplugging the router, which I think can be useful. Like if you've got a deadline and you just need to make words on a page, that can right. be a good short-term thing. And, yeah, in some ways it's it's a little similar to a cold turkey with the substance but in the end i think it's about sort of re re re-digging uh the road Mm -hmm. i almost think about a wagons wagon wheels ruts in the road and how hard it is to get out of any kind of habit like that i think you kind of have to learn to be mindful on your own that you're doing that
1: you know my my problem is more just more than just the regular consumption of news you know the, this is this is a problem we've talked about before it's a problem that's you know kind of been it was true even in in the daily newspaper days if you got the daily newspaper, you would be reading the same you, the, you're watching the evening news like we've said but what's happening what's different about the internet is that there is this semiotic discussion happening simultaneously oh yeah you know and so you're you're it's not just that you're reading the daily news it's that you're reading. The Daily News, and then every single editorial column in the country, including the including a, 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 a wide number of editorial columns from, like, uh, the Nation of Islam, and editorial columns from the Socialist Workers' paper, and editorial columns from, like, uh, five or six written by high school students, and you know what I mean? Like... Like I, I'm having semiotic overload. I do not want any more analysis. I'm not getting anything out of it. I don't feel like the the ball is being advanced culturally by every single person having their anger, their every single person expressing their doubts and confusion in the form of a re, you know what they imagine is the real solution. All right, an announcement. An Right. There. Here are my doubts. Couched in in a, in the in the form of a pronoun like presented sentence. as a, like a monograph or a monologue, <laughs> yeah, right? And so that seems to be the thing I cannot avoid. I I I, I turn on. I mean, I follow a a, a a really wide swath of people and thinkers. I try to have a really wide ranging sort of balanced um, uh, group of people that I'm following. And so what that produces is a Twitter feed that's like. <laughs> The the Israelis are the are the most evil uh, people who ever lived on the on the face of the earth. They are just like Hitler. So you're like at the worst, uh, most argumentative party ever. Yeah, and then the absolutely the next tweet is like the Palestinians are using children as shields, and then the next one is like, did you ever notice about? Did you ever notice that the Ukrainian government is you know uh, is infiltrated by Russian spies? And then the next, uh, literally the next tweet is just like. Russia uh, has a right to maintain the integrity of her own borders, and and it's just like I'm 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 reading all of the propaganda from every sect.
0: Oh, and so it ends up almost being like you're almost finding yourself getting your information from amateur
1: press releases, and 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 then and then and every fifteenth one will be a professional press release that just seems to be like. Uh, in comparison like incredibly mealy mouthed and and non committal and it 's just like oh my god i i don 't want to be i do not want to be in the parliament of of the moment you Ooh, know yeah i i want to be In, I want to read the historical record. I find that interesting. And I want to sit in the Algonquin hotel (laughs) with a bunch of smart people and listen to their like witticisms about things. But I'm, what I'm listening to is the minister of information of one million sects. Most of them are a sect of one or a sect of four or a sect of 40. And I, and I, and I feel like, and then on, and then over on Facebook, of course, it's it's um it's all of the ministers of information for a thousand different families I don't care about. You yeah. know. And so anyway <laughs> <sighs> i Again, it's, it's two
0: different baby problems. You got pallets of babies on Twitter mm-hmm. and then you got literally thousands of photos of fresh babies fresh on babies. Facebook.
1: Fresh happy babies. Babies which are
0: have, kind of the, the, the linchpin
1: here. Yeah, babies babies which are being you know, like you're you are you're being shown that they are being swaddled in privilege, which you already know they're going to have to really confront later. <laughs> like, I look over on Facebook and it's like, look at all these babies swaddled in privilege and then I go over to Twitter and they're like, all these babies swaddled, swaddled in privilege. privilege. <laughs> and it's just like, I I don't want to be a part of that conversation. It's not interesting to me anymore. And I thought it was. That's what's crazy.
0: Uh, what can you add to that? You know, what,
1: I mean what and what can you derive from it? Yeah. You know, and, and this is this is why I feel like I need to log off. Because I sit down and I try and write my own thing and I go, This is just an I'm just another person. I'm just another person. I don't want to be another person. I have never been another person. That's no good. I, I am this person. Yeah. I am the person. Hmm. Not a person. This happens mainly on your phone, right? It happens mainly on my phone, and one of the great things was I moved my uh desktop from my house to my office mm-hmm. so at three o 'clock in the morning, I am no longer sitting at my desk in my home <laughs>
0: reading about firing pins or something
1: <laughs> right but yeah, exactly, following you know like I, I i it's not as fun to sit on your phone and like read the biography of wellington <laughs> and so that you know moving my my computer down to my office has been a has been very healthy and it might be a thing where i go back to you know when i originally was on twitter i only did it from my desktop computer i didn't have because i didn't have a smartphone i just had a flip phone and you know it might be one of those type, but the, but you know what that feels like that feels like i only drink brown liquor or i only drink beer on Wednesdays or, you know, it feels like, yeah, trying yeah, I know, to ma- I know. Yeah,
0: no, I, I get that. I, the only reason I say it is, uh, um, I mean, I think one first line of defense, if you haven't already is to turn off as many notifications I
1: don't have any notifications.
0: All right. Well, I, I I find out every day how many people have notifications for things like at responses, and it kind of
1: blows me away. Yeah, uh, I can't th- believe those people either. And you know, and they, uh, you know that you know who they are because they reply to you instantly. I know,
0: I know. The, but- the other, another thing you can do. This is a very low level, um, high level, mm-hmm. s- silly mm-hmm. life hack, which is uh, you can uh, the apps that you find yourself most attracted to, you might want to move that way off the front page. It's not that much harder to get to. But if there's something that's uh, what lawyers call an attractive nuisance, I I find even something as simple as, for me, definitely taking it out of the dock, you know, the little shelf at the bottom, and further to that, taking it off of the homepage, further to that, taking it to a faraway page and putting it all in a little folder. I can still just as easily search for it, but it's still more work than turning on my phone and hitting that button, which is, maybe you're not like this, but for me, I'm like a little monkey. When I I hit that, see that home screen, it's, I'm like a little... Um, what, like almost like a, like a one armed bandit. You can see my little cylinders flipping around, trying to figure which one of these distractions I should click on first. I very rarely click on the thing that lets me write something. I'm mm-hmm. more likely going to hit something like email or you know, Tweetbot or Twitter, you know, in my
1: case. Yeah. That, that, that can help. Um, uh, here, here's, what I, here's what I click on on my phone. Okay. And this is, you know, and I've, I've always been embarrassed about this. I'm kind of embarrassed to share it. But I go to, I turn on my phone, I look at my email. And generally, I have a feeling of dread as the email's loading. And then I go to Twitter, and I generally have a kind of a mild feeling of dread as my <laughs> at replies load. Like, which person is going to yell at me for something that I wrote uh, uh, two weeks ago? Right. And then that feeling of dread goes away when I read a bunch of like uh, uh, at replies that are trying to enlist me in some kind of hijinks. You know, but it's that, it's that, it's that like, oh God, don't have this be bad. And then it's like, oh, this wasn't bad. This was full of praise and this is great. I have that like up and down. And then I go over and I, I click on Facebook and almost half the time the the, uh, the interface, the app is slow to load or the Facebook has some, you know, Facebook right <laughs> now wants me Plenty to, of time to unconsciously hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and right now they want me to download their Messenger app and, uh, I'm not, right. and, I, and I refuse to do it. So I have like, I have this backlog of messages that people have sent me in Facebook that I cannot read. Oh my God. Because Facebook wa- insists that I download their thing. I can't read it. And so I haven't read them. And maybe some of those people are like, time sensitive help but you it's have like, crabs sorry sorry shouldn't have tried to contact me on facebook and then i then the fourth thing i do on my phone is i go play solitaire oh and uh,
0: see i i don't want to spoil the ending john my suggestion is you need more video games i don't see that's the thing i don't have enough video games and i don't i'm serious you need to get yourself i'm, I'm going to suggest a game called threes that threes. i think you would really like a lot is,
1: is that is, does that is that uh, like is it titled by its by like age appropriateness
0: Yes. no. That's good. That's it's good for it's, threes? The thing is, I'm just telling you, whenever I find myself this – is, this is, you know, an- antithetical uh, to lots of things. But when I find myself going, I go to read this dumb news article I don't want to read, and then it loads slowly, and then there's a pop-up that I have to dismiss. And yeah. then there's a slideshow to find out, you know, 17 important celebrity boobs. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, no, what am I doing? I close it, and I open up threes. And this little song goes – Dun 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 dun, 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 dun. Bum, bum. and I move little cards, little tiles around, and uh-huh. I find it incredibly centering. It's I might so do that good. for twenty minutes.
1: It's so good,
0: and it's a better—it's a better thing. It's a waste of time, but it is a solitary, apolitical, non-emotional waste of time.
1: See, and I, you know, and I, I, I play this fucking solitaire game. I used to play uh, mahjong. And before really? that, you I, played yeah, Mahjong? I played Mahjong like I a had little... the
0: first idea about how to play Mahjong. I would get along so much better in my neighborhood if I knew that.
1: Oh, yeah. I loved my I, I, I had to take Mahjong off my phone because I did it exclusive of almost everything else. And before that, of course, it was Tetris. Oh, yeah. Um, and I find that if you know, I'm I know I'm not alone. And oh, right. Of course, we've talked about before Tetris, it was Minesweeper. But. If you could get paid to play Minesweeper, I would be the richest man in the world mm-hmm. uh, because it's all I want to do, really. But I, 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 th- I think I think the the revelation, without question, when I first started really participating on the internet, because you remember when when I was at the height of my music career, I was actively discouraged by a lot of people from even going on the internet to comment on things or participate because it, because yes. initially the idea was you're a rock star keep that myth- the mythology keep the mystery about yourself you don't want to be too accessible you don't want your fans to feel like you're just a regular person i mean i got this counsel from all kinds of people
0: when, and, I, when I met you, you had a
1: very strongly held opinion on that. Yeah, right. Well, because I, you know, I thought about it a lot, and I was like, "Listen, I don't want to just be on there, just like a regular." Because it would diminish, and
0: this goes straight back again to this interview you had with my friend uh, Brett Terpstra the other day, where you were talking about your impression. You've said this numerous times: your impression of being of arriving in rock. Up through uh, the late '90s was I think you get a private jet with the Zoso symbol on it. Yeah, yeah,
1: and then and but
0: that's not the the kind of people who respond. (laughs) You
1: don't you don't sit on your jet responding to comment threads. Robert Plant never wrote a letter back to a kid. You know, he would just slap you in the face with his dick. Yeah, he'd just, he'd just send, like some, he'd send you a fish in the mail. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the jet not only had Zoso written on the side, but it had a sunken living room in it. And the you know shag I mean? carpeting, John, the shag, shag carpeting. carpeting. Oh. So at a certain point, you know, in 2007 or whatever, I abandoned that. And I went into the internet. I remember when I first joined Twitter, I tiptoed in and I was doing, I was sending tweets out that were, that were intentionally kind of like just a different side of myself, kind of like funny little surreal little tweets that I never ever referred to even music, let alone my own music. I was just talking about the mundane stuff around my house and I really enjoyed it. I re- enjoyed the response.
0: It was but a th- different world. I mean, you, what would you come on? Yeah. 2008, 2009,
1: something like that? 2007, 2008, yeah. And it was a different, it was a different time, but, but, and I don't want to be all sentimental about it, but then there was a, then there was a very definite time in the sort of middle part where I, I absolutely felt like being a participant in the internet was furthering my, it was advancing my personal uh, brand mm-hmm. it was advancing my career in a way that people knew me now differently that it, i, I wasn 't reliant on the small handful of music magazines that were writing about me i wasn 't reliant on them to get my message out
0: mm-hmm.
1: i didn 't have to i didn 't have to uh, hide i wasn 't creating mystery about myself because i was in I, I didn't need to create it because i was intrinsically mysterious enough to be interesting and, and and so people started asking me to do things i started to get work i was able to maintain a career even in the absence of releasing new records you know it the internet felt like a great and and i was having arguments with people in rock and roll who were some of them mad that i was wasting time on the internet some of them jealous that i was able people to people could watch
0: do. you not doing what they were expecting you to do
1: yeah and there were and a lot of you know a lot of my fellow musicians were like envious of the kind of other life i was able to have on the internet because they would go on twitter or whatever and they didn't know what to say and they were grateful for the fact that their message had been um masked. Uh, they, they, were, they were grateful that they only had to give five interviews a year. They didn't want to, they felt like going on the internet was like giving an interview every day, and that was their worst nightmare.
0: Also oh, it was not only a distraction, but it was, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, watering down their messaging?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and also it was revealing about them something that they feared, which was that their music was the most interesting thing about them. And the music was the message. And if you took away that, then they just, ha- they didn't have anything to say. They didn't have an interesting viewpoint. Right. It was, the the music was their interesting viewpoint. And so there was a lot, you know, there was, there were, and I still meet people all the time that are like, well, you, you can do that because you uh, seem to have things to say. But like, I don't. I, I, I fail at it. And that, those are all those Twitter accounts for bands that are just like, here are our upcoming shows, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But at a certain point, I it's inescapable to me that the, that the world has changed, and I have changed, and now I do not feel anymore like I am. I'm certainly not unique among entertainers who have found a separate voice on the internet. That's very common. And... The groupthink and the reciprocal, echo-chambery nature of all of the places that exist right now, I'm not, I, I don't feel, not only do I not feel special there, but I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of it. And maybe I need to, maybe I need to go live on a mountaintop. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would still talk to you from my mountaintop. Thank you. I would talk to you on my shortwave radio. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, you know, mountaintop, maybe. What do you think? Back to the mountaintop? because nah, you don't want to know what I think. When I wrote Pretend to Fall, mm-hmm. I was living in an apartment. Oh, yes, yeah, when you were in what, New York City? In New York City. I was living in an apartment at 118th and Lexington. The first Long Winter's Record had not come out yet, and I was convinced that I was, like, at 32 years old, was, like, completely over the hill, my whatever relevance I had was going to be a kind of quaint relevance, and I was living in this apartment in a neighborhood where nobody would have recognized me um, as anything other than that guy that vaguely looks like a cop who comes in every day and gets two donuts. We in, we in Harlem, yeah, 118th Lexington, Spanish Harlem. So, so a lot of the people. You know the, the the people at the coffee shop at the corner where I got my coffee and donut every morning didn't speak English at all, and in that in that place of total anonymity, I did not feel alone. I did not feel disconnected. I went home every day and and wrote wrote all the songs for that next album, and I have not really had that feeling of of you know complete sort of um the the freedom of no expectations. I haven't had that feeling since then because because the, mo- the you know the moment that next record came out then I or the moment my, my first record came out then I imagined that there were people who had expectations of me and then there were people then there were people who did, but I gave the you know I I give those people way more weight than they deserve, and ever since then I've been writing you know I've been writing. For an audience, I guess, as opposed to just writing for me.
0: Uh, I, that's a really, I think that's pretty um, perspicacious because I've always felt like um, I, I hear you. Because like when I was writing and writing something every day and putting it up online, I developed one good one. I think very good habit, which was I knew that that was my job to put some words together and make it go somewhere. And that's a good habit. That's a good habit. Mm-hmm. But what I accidentally picked up were several less good habits, and the less good habits have been much more durable for me. Mm. The less good habits are: after I'd posted that series of words, regardless of how well edited and thought through it was, I would immediately go and see how well it was doing. <laughs> so uh-huh. when when I got Google Analytics on my site, boy, that was a real um, oh, you could see it, and
1: you could see every aspect of it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this—I'm not trying to beat myself up here, but I think that. I'm probably not the first person in the world who would spend n minutes writing something and n times three minutes looking at how well it was doing. (laughs) Now, for you, that's that we talked about. We talked about this in our early interviews. You know, when your record comes out, that first week, you really want to ride on those sound scan stats to see how things are going. That's that's one week out of two or three years, right? You may still, yeah. Again, that's not. I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but the trouble is, like it does, it doesn't take very much. It certainly doesn't take very much in terms of hits on your own ego or feeling of of, uh, ability, self-esteem, just ability. It doesn't take very much to go pretty quickly to, like, I can't wait to go see how this thing did way more than I'm going to be okay with nobody even knowing what I'm doing for a month. I mean, can you even imagine that today? Nobody even knowing that you're working on something, it feels unheard of that's what i'm
1: trying to picture i'm sitting here trying to it's like imagine. you sound like john deck or something you sound like <laughs>
0: some, some some kind of crazed you know person out in the woods yeah who's you know who's, who's sitting there with this toy piano and is real yeah What well,
1: what would happen to me psychologically if no one gave me any praise for a month that wasn't standing right in front of me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's a thought technology. You know, and what would happen if for for the next month I worked on something and saw things with my own eyes and shared them with no, okay. no
0: one? So not only would you not create stuff with the idea that you would be congratulated on it, like, not only would you not happen upon those things, you would go out of
1: your way to not even notice what somebody thought about you for a month. If I saw a duck... Carrying a, uh, a ca- like, carrying a banana, I would not take a picture of it. No photo. I would not talk about it. I would not come up with a third funny thing to say about a duck carrying a banana. Look at this guy. Look, hey, hey, is that nice a banana, banana in your beak, duck. Nice just banana duck. See me? Uh, no, I would just see it, and I would go, huh, just like I used to. And it's then, another fucking duck with a banana. Uh, there it is. How many those If I had a dollar, <laughs> and then I would get on with my fucking life. <laughs> That's so funny to me. I don't know why. I don't know, and you know, and the thing is, right now, if I saw a duck with a banana out the window and I didn't get a picture of it, I would be like, oh fuck, right? My whole my whole week is ruined. That was like, ah, oh. I had oh, he was right and, there. He had, and it. it was, I had the phone pointed at it, and then. My fucking iPhone shut down because it only had 29% (laughs) battery power.
0: (laughs) This episode of Roderick on the Line is sponsored by our very good friends at Squarespace. You know Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. They make the whole process so simple. They have an easy drag-and-drop interface and beautiful free templates you can tweak to suit your needs. All the Squarespace 6 designs are responsive, which means they look great on every device. Squarespace also offers free 24 by 7 support through live chat and email with dedicated teams in New York City, Dublin, and Portland. Hmm. John and I have used Squarespace to host Roderick on the line for three years now. They have been great to work with. We would love it if you would give them a try, too. Remember, Squarespace plans start at only $8 per month. $8 a month! That includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Please remember, tell Squarespace you heard about it from your pals at Roderick on the line. Listeners of this program get a free trial plus 10% off any package they choose by using the special offer code SUPERTRAIN at checkout. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line. We could not do it without (laughs) (laughs) him.
1: Like, how are we... how are we supposed to live? How are we supposed to live, bro? I,
0: I, um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> went to, I, I went to my daughter's, uh, Halloween day at her school. <laughs> and I don't know if I told you this, but she was awesome. She had this great Captain America costume. All her friends looked yep. adorable. And I, I, I took lots of videos, <laughs> lots <laughs> of videos, lots of videos. And I didn't realize until I'd taken like three or four of these really good, like three minute videos that I was doing this thing that I always do, which is I, I didn't realize that I hadn't turned the video hadn't started shooting and then You're i would just hit taking it to, pictures the whole time no not even that no it's like i, I like imagine me holding it up to the, all these adorable five-year-olds dressed up in costumes so i hit the button i'm shooting that for three minutes and then i hit the button to stop only realizing in that exact you talk about this is some fucking Jean paul sartre shit the mm-hmm. second you hit that button it goes and starts recording yes. and you realize that you weren't recording for three minutes and that's such a, a feeling, like now, and that and that's a pretty good-hearted one. Like, I really wish I had more videos of of my daughter and her friends. But it's also like, man, there goes there goes a fucking duck with a banana, and I'm sitting here with my iPhone in my hand, <laughs> pointed at it. It was right and, there, and I just didn't put my thumb on the button. I set right. it upright. I got the sun behind me. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm semi-professional. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. God damn it! So, so this sounds like a something like a project you're thinking about.
1: Well, you know, I just I, I have to say that that uh, the reason this intruded upon me so so profoundly was that i i you know i have always had for the last 15 years well let's say the last no let's say the last yeah let's say well let's let's limit it to 10 years for the last 10 years i have had five outstanding projects all of which you know, some, sometimes the uh, sometimes a project gets completed. Right in that time, I made three full length record albums and a and an EP. And in that time, I have produced some uh, number of podcasts with you, and I've written some newspaper articles. But uh, for that entire ten years, I have I have had on the wall a post it note that says "graduate from college."
0: What and an I asshole.
1: Look, and I, look I hate at a, that post-it note. I look at it and the edges are curled. It's all yellow. The ink has faded. It's in fancy script. Yeah, but it says <laughs> graduate from college. And I look at it and I go, it would be very easy for me to graduate from college. I have all the credits necessary. I just need to fill out the forms, hand in you know, one paper on Karl Marx that I copy out of Wikipedia, mm-hmm. um, and submit... You know, my my ungainly thesis to them, which is written, but which I, which I withhold from them because I don't feel that they have earned it. Mm-hmm. And so I look at that and I go, well, I, yeah, I should absolutely, you know what, there's a new quarter coming up. I should absolutely go down there this quarter and I should figure out how to graduate from college. And I have gone down to the university at the start of the quarter eight times in the last 15 years and said to the said to my friends down there hey i really want to graduate from college this quarter and they say oh well you got to hand in that paper for about marks and i go god damn it and i go home and i and i do nothing and and uh in that time the people at the university have changed right the the the, uh, my, uh, 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 my original advisor Passed away Then the chairman of the department Handled me for a long time And then he retired <laughs> And then the guys that had been PHCs When I started Now were running the department And then Now they are retiring The next generation of professors Are starting to retire <laughs> And I'm still going down there With the same problem so there's that. There's my you know my book, uh, 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 my book about my walk. Uh, there is the the long Winners album, the fourth or fourth full length long winters album, which is completely recorded except for vocals, and has been for four years, and and then there are the you know the various like other projects that are uh, that that I could sit and describe to you, but that are fully formed in my mind, just have never like. No boots on the ground, right? Yeah. Uh, and now you know there's this new concept of like, why don't I have a television show? Some, somehow, uh, people I meet in an airport and talk to for five minutes are like, why don't you have a television show? They were giving them away for a while, and I'm like, fuck, why don't I have a television show? Mm-hmm. Anyway, She's
0: put that on a post-it note.
1: See, right next to graduate from college. So I, so I, I, uh, and the thing is, I did not have a post-it note that said have a kid, but I went ahead and did that. I got that done. And i so I'm thinking about like what is what is the what is keeping me from finishing these things, and honestly, right now, it's insecurity more than anything Ugh, I know it, you know, I look at the thing and I'm like, oh god, oh god i if I finish that and it's bad no, I'm, gonna, I'm right there with you, yeah, and so why do i why where is this insecurity coming coming from and i just i feel like like the, it, uh, at the very least the internet is not helping mm-hmm. the internet is not helping me feel less insecure and i'm not a, I, you know insecurity that's not my bugbear Mm-mm. you know i'm a i'm a uh i was i'm important mm-hmm. i'm meant to be here merlin <laughs> You're a legacy i'm a legacy my dad was important <laughs> totally important <laughs> he was a very important man i'm here to fulfill his dreams he let me know that multiple times when i was a kid And as as the years went by, how disappointed he was that that wasn't working out? Yeah, like, why, you know, I mean, see, and that's that's number five on my list, be a U.S. Senator, which I, you know, I have not abandoned that idea. Yeah. Being a U.S. Senator is still, it's still very real to me.
0: Yeah, but I mean, there's so many parts of all those things. As big as the project is, or as small as the project is, as promising as it is, as overdue or, you know, incomplete as it is, there's still some part of every one of those that can feel like the beginning, the handle that helps you grab that thing, can mm. feel just slightly out of reach. And the mm. fact that it's just slightly out of reach ends up being much more damaging than the fact that it's completely out of reach. If we're completely out of reach, you say, "What? Well, well, of course I'm not going to do that. Right? I'm, right. I'm not going to become a jockey. I'm too tall to be a jockey. Yeah, I don't I need a not, handle but, on that.
1: I won't fit in the plane. And <laughs> right. I have bad odds. Yeah, well, yeah. But these things are—you're right. they some of them seem tantalizingly close, but just far enough away. I think you got to look
0: at video games.
1: You're saying that video games are going to be the, they are the—they're the
0: talcum. It's not a panacea unless you end up writing an iOS app called Panacea. But mm-hmm. uh, I just sent you a link in the in the robot. You can go look at mm-hmm. threes. I think you should mm-hmm. download it today. You move those off your page, and you know. Maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you think those post-it notes are helping, but you, you
1: feel like it would, it would be an indictment if you took down the post-it note. Well, what You'd am I so, giving up? So this is the, so let me, let me just the college thing, for instance, I feel like I have gotten a lot of satisfaction out of never having graduated from college. <laughs> I feel, I feel that there are lots and lots of cocktail parties where everyone is comparing their smart college that they that they graduated from and then it comes to me and I get I am the only one that the only one in the room that hasn't graduated from college and that that is a that's a little reverse snobbery a little point of pride but do I want to go to my grave not having graduated from college or do I want to graduate from college just to just so that my father and my uncle and his uncle before him can all rest in their graves and say Whew. you know like it's the, it is anymore the middle class. It's, it's, it's some kind of like lay that you get when you get off the airplane mm-hmm. in the Honolulu of the middle in class. In the existential Hawaii. Right. And you just should have it, right? Or you should, especially having done all the work. It, people ask questions,
0: you know, they're sort of like, hmm, wonder why. That yeah. seems kind of odd. He seems like he should be one of us.
1: Yeah. And so, if I am going to do it, if, 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 if I'm not going to take that post-it note down, if I intend to do it, then why not now? Like, why would, I, why would I let another 10 years go by? That's a question I can't answer. That's a question I can't even answer. Somebody asked me the other day, how do you picture the narrative in your mind? They were saying that they that the ideas that they have they see go by like a ticker tape like a like a scroll on um on cNN the 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 thoughts yeah their thought timeline and I said I see uh like my uh, my aware mind as a kind of foggy moor and There are faces coming out of the fog, and some of them are very close. The fog is extremely thick, but some of those faces are close enough that I can discern their features, and they are speaking the loudest. And then there are faces that are a little further away, and they're less distinct, and I can hear their voices, too. And then there are faces that are that I can just make out sort of the basics of their features, and then there are faces that are just an outline, just a shadow, and then in the distance, voices I can hear where I can't see the faces, but I can still hear, you know, their voices are still audible. And though, and the, the faces that are proximate keep changing, like the, the ones that are closest to me then back away into the fog, and other ones come step forward, and it is a, this sort of like whack-a-mole, on a foggy moor, of different, um, different people saying different things, and what will ever like? And I think one of those voices is one of those people just lives in the moor, and every once in a while walks forward and goes
0: college. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then steps back and
0: then turns his face away
1: you can't see who it was yeah he might have other jobs he might walk forward every once in a while and say
0: marriage retirement
1: <laughs> like he might he might have like seven things he says but he's like how am i ever going to quiet that guy yeah hand him a diploma he's he's, step, well, he's welsh he'll step forward one day college and i go here <laughs> hand him a diploma and he, then he's like oh shit
0: Thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> That's good. Uh-huh.